what it is? Bubble juice, sir. Veritas serum. Three drops of this, and you know who himself would spill his darkest secrets. The use of it on a student is regrettably forbidden. However, should you ever steal from my personal stores again, my hand might just slip over your morning pumpkin juice. I haven't stolen anything. Don't lie to me. Hello, and welcome to episode 58 of the Grasshopper Podcast. I'm Effin Grasshopper, and as ever, I'm joined by a talented co-host, Daniel Gear of Bolivia fame. Say hi, Dan. Hi, Tony. How are you? I'm all right, mate. Um, getting a bit annoyed about the Jubilee, if I'm honest. Uh, I'm looking forward to leaving the country next week, so I won't have to be here for it. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, there should be a Jubilee for when Grass and Gear hits platinum, but I don't think podcasts get platinum at all. Right, that's, that's it. I mean, it's been hard to get you on the podcast after you've been uh, streaming Celebrity the last few months. That's it, yeah. I've been trying to ride in the crest of a wave of FM Twitch, but it's now it's now come to the end, and I'm back on G&G. So, how are you anyway? I heard that's why the, <laughs> I heard that's why the Queen was throwing the Jubilee party, because at the end of it... <laughs> I think it's what it is, street parties. Um, how are you anyway? You all right? I'm, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Good stuff. Um, yeah, today we're doing Would I Lie to You. It's the third time we've done this game. Obviously, it's a, it's a, it's a game <laughs> show that we love. Uh, we're just repeating ideas again and again. Um, but we do actually have people to join us and hopefully make it a different podcast than the last two. Um, so, Dan, do I need to remind you of the rules of uh, Would I Lie to You? No, I know the rules. No, just for listeners, two, two teams... Um, they'll gain a point for correctly guessing whether an FM statement is true or not. Uh, if they guess incorrectly, then the opposing team will get the point. And the prize on offer today is the coveted Friday follow from the Grass and Gear account. So who's joining you? So joining Team Gear, unfortunately for him, is one-eighth of Coffee House FM, a once athletic blogger with a below-average eye on geographical detail where he once went up the wrong way of the Danube in his blog series. It's FM Athlete. Hi, mate. <laughs> Hello. What an introduction. <laughs> I told you I'd been doing my homework. Um, yeah, welcome. Sorry that I've paired you with gear once again. That's okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Good stuff. Uh, going up against Team Gear is Team Lincoln, headed up by none other than Mr. Lincoln himself. No, that's not Robert Webb or Jim Broadbent. It's FM YouTube sensation. Just check notes. Uh, Tom FM. Welcome, welcome to GNG, Tom. Thank you very much for having me and the the wonderful introduction. <laughs> yes, I've had real fun with it. Uh, and last but, <laughs> last but by no means least, in an effort to improve squad morale, Sports Interactive have added the word content to their employees' job titles. So Dan and I are pleased to welcome today the content PR executive, Andrew Sinclair. Hi, Andrew. Hi, guys. Nice to, nice to be on and nice to be talking to you guys. Uh, makes a change from emailing about the byline and whatever, but yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, welcome to Team Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so before we do all of that, before we go straight into the truths or the lies, um, we've got a drink opening. Um, we have. You guys might not have drinks with Ed, but obviously Dan and I, after 58 episodes of G&G, it's become a thing and we're never going to let that go. In fact, we drink more and more now as the podcast keeps going. Um, so Dan, <laughs> what are you drinking today? I'm drinking a nice Peroni, a 500 milliliter bottle. Lovely. I feel like I'm going to need it to get through this everything. Yeah, I think you will. Um, it's just a surprise <laughs> it's not cider. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, um, it's all we had in the fridge. Lovely. Uh, I'm on my Italian liqueur, uh, Fernet, and I'm drinking that with Coca-Cola today. Um, so whenever you're ready, Dan, spark up. 
Should I ask guys if they got a drink? Actually, I I have one. Excellent. Go for it. I, I've uh, well, I've tried to open it about four times since we sat down, so I'm I'm glad I managed to hang on. It's a, a Brewdog Lost Lager, uh, fresh from the fridge. It, it's a can though. I don't have the bottle. Sorry there, Dan. Let you down. <laughs> well, the good thing about those cans isn't that the environmental lager. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Where they plant trees. So well done. Thank you for saving the planet and drinking alcohol. You're welcome on the podcast. Tom, I'm probably drinking fitness water. I don't uh, the gym, aren't you? <laughs> it's actually water that I'm drinking, yeah. <laughs> I've got a, a full water bottle of it right here. So, uh, yeah, saving the planet by water bottles, maybe. I don't know. It's not <laughs> quite as nice as saving the planet by beer bottles or beer cans. Yeah. <laughs> and Andrew, anything for you? Uh, well, see, I was going to go down the, the soft drink route, so I had my, myself a nice uh, LucasAid Caribbean Crush, but I've left it in the fridge. So I'm currently bereft of a beverage. Oh, so it's going to be a dry run for you then, isn't it? Well, if you do need to break for a drink, let us know. Uh, we're not, not, we're not slave drivers here. <laughs> yeah. All good, all good. Right, so we should get straight into the game, shouldn't we? Obviously, listeners will be happy with that. Um, Dan, you're first up. Okay. So you should have the either the truth or the lie that you've come equipped with. I didn't. Okay, I'm now. Dan's also so, well prepared. Don't, don't worry, don't worry, guys. This is I'm, a thing. I'm ready to go. I thought you were reading now, not me. No. Um, so I'm reading the top one, yeah, that you sent me, yeah, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, right. I once gave a lower league English team one billion pounds and signed the world best players and then lost home and away to Notts County in that season. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's the wrong one, Dan. That's, that, we'll come to that one in a little bit. The other the other one. That's the one that you've given me at the top of the list. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, give us a sec. I mean, listeners should just be, just would be laughing right now. This is exactly just crossing gear. Um, it's all right. You guys are letting all this out, right? Yeah, Dan. So, so read, read number one, Dan. I put them in numerical order. So normally we start with one. Tony, that is number one on the list you sent me. Right, okay. I'm going to send you a screenshot. Uh, go on, then. Right. <laughs> right, off to Twitter DM we go. All right, mate. Um, so I've, I've used your name, Dan, D-A-N. Well... I'm not being funny, but the one you sent me is flipped round the other way. Oh, jeez. So you're reading upside down? <laughs> yeah. No, no, genuinely. The other one you sent me, one is the other way around. Right, okay. Um, right then. So I, I, I've worked with Tony to get a truth, but I've decided to go rogue with a truth that Tony doesn't know about. Oh, God. Is it, Late- okay. All right, go for it. Whatever now. <laughs> Late last year, Tony and I had made it into a ground in the Scottish League Club. I didn't tell Tony at the time, but I left a grass and gear t-shirt on the pitch. Oh, God. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> so that's the... Well, okay. I wasn't expecting you to do that one. So you've now revealed that we did break into a, 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 a Scottish League Club ground. We so did. I'm, are we going to air this pod now or not? But anyway. Um, so did Dan... Leave a grass and gear t-shirt on the pitch. Over to Team Lincoln to 
dissect that. Okay, uh, Andrew, what, what, are you, what are you thinking about this one then? Well, I mean, I guess first off, whose ground did you break into? Hmm, yeah. Can we reveal that, Inverness- Dan? Oh my god, okay, yep, go on in, Dan. Inverness's. We, because uh, um, we flew into Inverness Airport, and then we, oh, well, I drove. Tony sat there in the passenger seat all the way up and all the way down. As we drove up to Thursday, um, which is just outside of John O'Groats, for a wedding of Evan Prussia, James, friend of the podcast. Yeah. And uh, we actually stopped at, at the ground on the way back because we were early for the airport. Um, we didn't. Uh, we had a lot of time, so we decided as we drove down the um, A road. I reminded Tony at, we actually stopped at another stadium first as we were driving along we saw Wick Academy and we pulled over and went and had our pictures taken there I think we posted it onto Twitter from the Grass and Gear account and then um, we stopped it we said oh Inverness is the actual one Wick Academy like a third or fourth division team whereas Inverness is like uh, I think their premiership for the one below um, but we um, we stopped in there and we just went to take some pictures and then I pulled the gate on the side and it opened. So I forced Tony to come in with me. So just for Lincoln's benefit, this is at, so for what he said so far is definitely true because I was there and he did. I wouldn't say he pulled. <laughs> I think he pushed violently the gate. I mean, I love the detail that you've got into here with all of this. This is, this is you know, I mean, I, I was believing every word of it. So I'm, I'm liking the story. I like that you've got in there. But why did you leave the shirt on the pitch? What's the what's the thinking behind that? Just uh, sort of mark our territory to say we've been there. <laughs> it's like a calling card, isn't it? Like it's that I've done a crime. Um, you've named the club now. You've named what's today? If anyone, if Billy Dodds, the manager's listening to this, or any of his backroom staff, there'll be CCTV cameras that will probably pin us now. This is, this I'm is sure game if you over the podcast, Dan. You're aware of this. I'm sure if you looked on the Grath and Gear account from November, you see a picture. Um, maybe the shirt might be on the pitch somewhere. I might have come in if we took the picture before or after. <laughs> but we definitely took a picture. But obviously, Tony doesn't know that you've left the shirt, though. I haven't seen this. No, Tony doesn't know, no. So- because um, if you've ever if you've ever, ever met Tony, he's quite, um, how will we say, quite straight. <laughs> and I think he would be worried that I would leave some evidence behind that we were there okay so did you so, did so, you just so, have a bag of these shirts lying around Dan ready to d- mark the territory well, no, um, come to I, think of it you were wearing a, you were you did actually have a G&G shirt for the evening didn't you like for, basically yeah, your I, I, I took up I actually <laughs> I actually could have done like um, a wedding for a football manager content creator I took a few shirts uh, from um, football manager content creator created I've met over the years. I had a Dupe FM top, a Jim G, a former YouTube fame top, and our own Grat and Gear top. And um, I think I had, if I remember correctly, I had the Grat and Gear shirt on for the journey home. And um, when when Tony, Tony was taking his pictures, he was like looking the other way, and then he was looking at it. You know what Tony's like? He was looking at different colours seats, and I would spell out the sponsor's name, and I quickly whipped off my top. I still had a jumper put it down on the side of one of the seats and then walked off with him before he realised. I don't know how I feel about the whole whipping the jumper off, whipping the shirt off, getting the jumper back on before Tony even realised. That's the bit for me that's, um, that yeah. I'm struggling with. 
I mean, well, I wear glasses. Yeah, honestly, yeah. like when when we're in there, Tony's checking everything. Yeah, I did. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I was. I was into. I'm into football for stadiums. I, I like looking at stands and stuff. I was looking around. <laughs> I wasn't staring at Dan for the time, but I would have noticed it. I think if he. Yeah. So you're I, saying Dan, you took your you took your jumper off, then a shirt, and put the jumper back on. Yeah, it's more like a um, hoodie. But I pulled the hoodie off, took my top off, put the hoodie back on, put the shirt down. Wow, I'd love to get the CCTV of this. I'm not sure. I don't know if I buy that Dan's that stealthy. Uh, or that Tony's that I, well, I sort still, of blinky. I'm stealthy enough, stealthy enough to break into the stadium. I once got mugged off by Google Maps outside Inverness Stadium. Uh, I was trying to investigate it on a, a trip. I had some time before wait, wait. a train up to Aviemore, and uh, yeah, Google Maps sent me up the, the highway over the Victoria Bridge. So I was looking at it from a dual carriageway, which was not. Right. What were, I you, were you planning a break in as well? Were you, Andrew? <laughs> well, I might have been an advanced breaking in my suitcase. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure on this one, Tom. I'll, I'll let you make the, the final decision. Uh, I. Well, I, I'm pretty convinced they've got in the stadium and stuff like that, but I, I'm not convinced that the shirt was whipped off and then the jump put back on over the top before Tony would even realise. Uh, so for that, I'm going to have to say it's a lie, person. I, I really hope it's true, but I, I just can't see it. I think it's a lie. So that's, that's your answer, Tim Lincoln? Yep. Uh, if you're happy with that, Andrew. Absolutely. Okay, there we go. Then that's the answer. It's a lie. Dan, truth or lie? It is a lie. We did break into the stadium, but I did not whip off my shirt and leave it on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, I really wish that was true, but it's uh, a step too far, I think. Yeah, luckily this is, this is a lie. Dan, Dan didn't leave evidence um, to track us back to an illegal stadium visit, and it's a good job we haven't mentioned this on the podcast either that goes out. Anyway, um, the FM, because of the we're trying to weave in FM discussion after a very truthful lie, um, this one was just around stadium visits and whether any of them have inspired you to do an FM save. Um, I find stadiums kind of, a, obviously, as mentioned earlier, nice to look at. And part of my save choice is probably sometimes stadium base as well. Just wonder if you guys, if, you, if you're lost for ideas for a save, do you go look around on, on Google like Andrew and look for a stadium? Yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever, ever based a save purely on a... a stadium like that but uh, you know a couple of times where I've been away maybe on holiday you know you, you you see the local football stadium and it definitely gets added to the list of potential saves for the future um, the, the most recent one being Bézier in uh, south of France they're like a low league uh, French team surprisingly and um, they've got a really <laughs> nice little stadium down there uh, it's definitely one for the future I think for FM Athlete yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm the same. If I, if I see somewhere on holiday, um, like an, a nice stadium, or I notice like you know a fourth division team's got like a thirty thousand seater stadium or something like that, then I'm then I get pretty interested. I remember on the um, the football manager um, documentary they did, there was that guy that like changed his honeymoon to go to like um, Eastern Europe to one of the stadiums of his save or something. He did it the other way around. Yeah, yeah, I remember that as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Bulgaria he went to. It was some like yeah, Soviet something like Bulgarian team. Mm. Well, he took his what? He took his missus there, did he? Yeah. Yeah, he said he said he like um he he booked his holiday to go over there. I think it was something like I can't remember if it was his honeymoon or something. 
Oh, but he managed to convince her to go on holiday there, and then he left him and his missus and the kids in the, around the pool and went and watched the game. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that's a dream. These women are saints. Um. <laughs> I, I think there have been a couple where I have been uh, intrigued or put off a save by a stadium. <clears throat> But on both occasions, I found that the game wasn't able to accurately replicate what I had seen. So then it, it sort of like stalled me. So um, the first one, uh, Adrianians play in Scottish League One um, and they've got a 15,000 seat stadium. So it's quite big for the level that they're in. Uh, and I went there on behalf of the BBC to commentate when they played Sutton United in the Scottish Challenge Cup. Uh, and I remember the Sutton manager telling me afterwards that he was glad his team had won because Airdrie's uh, 3G was much more crap than Sutton's and therefore it affected the bounce of the ball and therefore you'd have to train <laughs> differently. But obviously the game can't simulate quality of 3G and the bounce of the ball. <clears throat> um, and the yeah. other one was uh, when I was at university, I went to watch East Fife uh, and Fife have only got one stand. Uh, and the view from the stand now, you look out off uh, onto the North Sea, beautiful, like, uninterrupted view of the North Sea. You get to see all the buses going along as you're watching the game. It's quite a nice view. Uh, and then when I looked it up, when I got back to, to my flat at university, I discovered that that view previously, if you'd gone there in the 80s, you would have looked at a massive gas power station. Uh, right, okay. <laughs> and I was just like, well, that certainly isn't the same view. But in the game, they've just got like a neat little square stadium. It's not one-sided with a beautiful view of the sea. So I think I got about three home games in, and I thought, it's not doing it for me now. So I ended up sacking it off. But I was inspired so we... for a week. Yeah, so can we pet- petition to your colleagues then to, to do some stadium designs to match reality? Can we put that in as a request? Yeah, especially Sorry, this is going to be a night of feature requests. Exactly. Yeah, get the North Sea <laughs> lashing over the top as a number 57 bus to, to Fife Lovely. thunders along the road. That's what you need. Sound effects, visual yeah. effects, the whole thing. Sets the scene beautifully. <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's a point for Team Lincoln, so well done. So it's now over to Lincoln's team leader, Tom, to introduce his next true or lie. Okay. So Tom, very easy. I've numbered them one to two, so go with yeah. number one first. Uh, yeah, so number one then. Uh, to get into the mind of Streamer Showdown opponents, I send them a WhatsApp video of myself. <laughs> wow. Say that again, Tom? To get into the mind of Streamer Showdown opponents, I send them a WhatsApp video of myself. To get into the mind, so you mean like to psych them out, right? Yeah, like mind games. Yeah, mind games. Yeah, psych them out, getting them, getting their what, heads. What are you doing on this? What are you doing on these videos? Are you naked or? <laughs> no, uh, I, I'm not naked, but it's it's usually in silence um, because I, I'm not really a particularly threatening person. Uh, I do try and threaten them <laughs> sometimes. Depends on the streamer and how well I know them, but usually it's just like uh, a video of just me staring in silence. So you know, almost creep them out a little bit. Have you um, won many streamer showdowns and stuff? I've won one before, yeah, uh, albeit a long time ago, but uh, I did win it. Did you did you use that approach in, during that, that streamer showdown? 
Uh, no, actually, this is this is a bit more a more recent thing as I've got to know people a bit better uh, and things like that. Um, but uh, but maybe you need to stop it because it's not obviously working very well. Because I've not won for a yeah, long time. Yeah, so you, you won without doing this. Now you've added in this extra extra bit of mystery, and it's not really working out for you. It sounds like. Well, yeah, but I do like the idea of unnerving them, um, and it's also like no one else seems to. I don't think people talk about it from what I can gather. Like, I don't mention it on my streams and it doesn't get brought up because I think people just get a bit freaked out by it, a bit weirded out by it. And I think that kind of gives me a... I thought it gave me a competitive edge, but uh, but no, apparently not. So, so like, have, you done, what? have you done it to all of your opponents or is it a case of you, you, you narrow down onto one or two per streamer showdown and think, okay, I'm going to target these... these yeah, these, it's a bit more narrowed down because... Um, like i don't know everyone quite as well so like you know holly's first time in i didn't send a video to holly because that'd be pretty weird hadn't really spoken to her much and things like that <laughs> uh but you know people like ben and jack i'll send them videos of all sorts yeah so um if any of them ever um complained about it or said send me more um <laughs> no no one's complained about it uh there was i don't know i don't know why i'm in this bit to be fair uh there was one time that i did put some of my sister's clothes on um and that was a video that i sent to jack and i think he got a bit creeped out but he was also a bit like uh this is a bit too far i think maybe now tom so i kind of had to stop it you know draw a line there a little bit but you know it was and has anyone ever reciprocated have they sent you videos to weird you out uh, yeah, Amiga Luke's really good at it. Obviously, you that wrestling background, uh, so he'll send them back as well, actually, which is quite good. But everyone else is just sort of like words typing out, I should say. Did, did, did um, when he sent it back, did it intimidate you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's in his full his full uh, onesie, uh, whatever they're called. Um, so, <laughs> so, you know, I was pretty, you onesie. know, he was coming to get me at that point. So, yeah, I, I backed down. <laughs> so, did, did you, well, I'm going to... Your sister probably doesn't listen to Grass and Gear, so she'll never know. But, like, have you ever told her that you cross-dressed? Uh, no. She doesn't know. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't, she doesn't listen to the podcast. I, I hope so. Fingers crossed. I mean, as far as I'm aware, she's not a football manager player, but there we go. You, you know, you never know these things. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't know about you, Rafi, but I think this is a lie. It's It's got to be a lie. And if it's true, we absolutely need those videos posted to social media. <laughs> yeah. And I suppose even if it is, even if it isn't true, then perhaps do one anyway for next time around, see if it works. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Tom, over, over to you. Is it a true or a lie? Well, I can now tell you that this is a lie. Oh, I wanted it to be true. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I, I want it to be true. It will be true now. I'm going to do it, I think, yeah, going yeah, forward. I hope, I hope it now becomes a thing and this happens. Um, so, yeah. The, That's what you've got to do N next time. Send one. Just send one uh, randomly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. Maybe not quite as much as, you know, getting my sister's clothes and stuff like that, but definitely uh, just the staring down the camera a bit. Or just wear a onesie. All that as well. All that and send that one to Luke. Yeah, he'd appreciate that, I think. <laughs> so yeah, FM discussion here is around obviously the the rise of PvP FM. Obviously, it's become such a big thing now, especially with the draft element. Um, I'm wondering, is gamesmanship going to be a thing coming into it? Because it does seem I, I saw a tweet recently about of the, like an FM ranking, so that people are ranked now, uh, and I think it's only going to be a matter of time before these these kind of gamesmanship things come into play. So, Tom, as as a, as a PvP expert, obviously you've been in a few drafts. Do you think that do you think you're going to start to see that, or do you think it's still 
an even playing field with fairness? Oh, it's already a thing. Already a thing. Um, like uh, Doctor Benji's like really good at it. He'll just send you messages being like, "Ah, oh, like oh, your your team's really good. You're going to do great today. You're going to do so well." Uh, or like he'll do the complete opposite. Like he he will try and always squirm and get his way yeah, in, into your head. He's the best at that sort of thing. That's what he sort of thrives on and things like that. Um, so he's the ringleader. He hasn't tried cross dressing yet, right? Not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. He's not sent me anything like that, so I can I can comment on what he sent me. Yeah, I'm thinking. I had a, had a far idea recently that there should be a streamer showdown which introduces the concept of permadeath. So, if you go into this tournament, maybe the prize is really good, but the if you do lose a game, perhaps it's time to delete the Twitch account, and it's the, it's the permadeath. I don't know if that could be a thing as well. Like the Hunger Games of um, streaming. Yeah. Quite definitely. <laughs> um, okay, well, that, that... So did you, Tony? Did you send any to Edie when you streamed? <laughs> no, I didn't actually. <laughs> I, I wish I had done, but oh, I had I had my own success anyway without it. So, um, but yeah, this has got to be a thing. Hopefully, we will just get videos on you on Twitter of Tom just staring. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, over to you, Tom, on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a go at some point, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so next up is back to Team Gear. It's FM Athlete. Thank you very much. Uh, and here it is. I went missing on the day of my dissertation due date in order to play FM as a secret reward. Hmm. Right. So, and FM are going missing. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, picture the scene, dissertation uh, due date. So I, I handed my dissertation in and basically I'd, I'd promised myself I would get this, this, um, this FM day as a reward for getting the dissertation done. So I, I just went AWOL, you know. So I, I had uh, friends, family sort of, you know, trying to congratulate me on, on getting the work done. Um, I just basically hid from them all for the day, did nothing but FM. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. What was the save? Uh, well, there's a question. So this does go back quite a way because sadly I, I'm getting old these days. But um, <laughs> I think this would have been... I think it was probably Napoli at that point, if I remember rightly. Um, okay. I'd, I'd kind of I'd done a journeyman, uh, started in the lower leagues... Um, and, and I think ended up at Napoli if I remember rightly for that one uh, yeah you, I, I played a lot more at uni I don't know about, about you guys but, but there was a lot more uh, free time back then <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know about Tom but I know, I know Andrew's been to university and I, have indeed. I don't know but when Andrew had, when you handed your dissertation in did you I remember when it, when it was a thing for me it was like you handed it in you went straight to the bar like there was it was just straight on the alcohol so yeah, I think it, it was weird for me because I had to submit mine online uh, and then I had to go and get it printed and bound by the university, uh, which I didn't quite understand the logic of if I'd already submitted it. I didn't understand necessarily why I needed two hardbound physical copies as well. Um, yeah, that, that's but, right. We, we, did, we did the same thing in the morning, got it got it bound uh, and... and so, were you, were you there in a trench coat with shades on and a hat, getting your dissertation well, down, hoping nobody sees you? Well, kind of. I mean, I just basically went early and uh, and and dropped it off. Didn't tell anyone 
you know, sort of what I was doing, and uh, just disappeared, just went AWOL for the day. Ignored my phone, ignored uh, MSN they... Messenger at the time. So... <laughs> Christ, did they have it? <laughs> <laughs> it always been your plan? I was just about to ask if they had the internet when he did it. <laughs> had it always been your plan to do that? Had it always been your plan to go and do this FM thing, or had you arranged things with your friends and family, and then just thought no. at the last minute you were going to sack it off? No, no, it was it was the plan all along. I hadn't told anybody that, but you know, ba- basically, I, I left. As with everything in my life, I left it all to the last minute. I had about three weeks left to to write the dissertation, and so. I kind of used this as my motivation and, um, you know, wrote, wrote the thing in three weeks, knowing that the reward is you, you get an FM day. Um, and, you, and I think, you know, I, I've had FM days um, since that. And, the, and when other people know, they, they think that you're just, you know, you're, that you're, you're available to chat. They don't get it. They don't get that you want to be completely <laughs> shut off from the world. So I, th- I, I, you know, I think it was better to just not tell anyone what I was doing. I find that like, oh, what have you done all day today, Dad? Play football manager or oh, nothing, Dad? Oh no, we've been playing football manager. It's a high pressure environment, really. <laughs> Yeah, and I think the fact we can all relate to that makes it feel like it's so much more of a, more of a truth than anything else. <laughs> it's something I could see myself doing. So I don't know about you, Andrew, but I, I'm really leaning towards truth on this. I mean, obviously, I work for Football Manager, uh, and there have been days in the office where we're a bit quiet, and you think, could I get away with a couple of hours thinking this is brand research uh, to just play <laughs> in the afternoon? Uh, technically, I think I can get away with that. Um, so yeah, I would I would say I'd buy it as being a being a thing and a, a nice self indulgent moment. So I would say it's probably true. Okay, uh, I think that kind of settles our opinion. Then uh, uh, can we say truth, please? Over to you, Ethanethley. Uh, I can, in fact, reveal it's true. Come on. Yes. Ooh. FM athlete did go missing in order to play FM, and I'm sure through three kids and a wife now, he'll do the same in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the discussion point here is around the secret FM day. It's a guilty pleasure, isn't it? We, we all love it. Um, should we be ashamed? Should we embrace it? I don't know. Um, I don't think that... I, I, don't, I don't... Yeah, no shame. I, I, I think, you know, especially as we all get a bit older and, and there's other responsibilities that kick in, you know, we've all got to take a bit of time for ourselves or, you know a day or a few weeks whatever it takes yeah yeah so with <laughs> this <weeks>. I think <laughs> <laughs> with this particular one I was going to mention the story of, of our friend um, Chris FM Easter who has a great story for his FM day that he did I think about 18 months ago so his wife was was badgering him to do some kind of something in the house I think he needed a join or to do something so he said I'll do it yeah I'll take a day off and I'll book it to do it uh, and he told he's, he's obviously his work that he's taking a day off um and then instead of actually doing the work, he ordered he can, a, work, a workman, tradesman, come around to do it. And then he just spent the time upstairs playing FM all day. And obviously the joiner <laughs> left by the time his wife got back. And she's happy because he th- she thinks he's been working all day in the house. He's happy because he's played FM. The only one that's obviously his, his own pocket is out of, out of pocket by a few, few hundred pounds or something. But that was a great story of an FM day that we should do, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is epic. I wholeheartedly endorse that kind of behaviour. And I'm not just saying <laughs> that as a company spokesman. 
Right, if you're happy to move on, um, it's back to Team Lincoln, and it's Andrew's first truth or lie. Okay, so yeah, the first one from me. I am referred to as beautiful within the inner sanctum of my local non-league football club uh, because I helped them with a transfer deal. Uh, what transfer deal? So basically, uh, a friend of mine used to play for Lewisham Borough, and he scored for Lewisham against Croydon, and the the support of Croydon on that day when he scored, it was raining, it was a bit of a grim day, and it was a lot of old men and me, and the old men were remarking that you know Josh played really well, what a good player, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be good if we had him here? Uh, so I sort of sounded him out afterwards and was like, oh, you know, are you happy? Are you enjoying yourself? And he said he was happy for a new challenge if one was to arise. So I recommended him to the, the Croydon manager, put him in contact. And then, you know, a week or so later, he arrived at the the club. And uh, yeah, he refers to me as beautiful. So that sort of caught on within the team and the management. So anytime I was there or at an awards dinner or anything, it was uh, you're right, beautiful. And then the offer of a drink or, or anything like that. And so, Andrew, you're uh, you're not employed by Croydon. You're, you're a, a, a fan, right? Yeah. Uh, so I sort of cover them for the local non-league paper as well. So I'm sort of a um, an anorak, probably. So you're well known, though, sort of, you know, because I know cl- clubs clubs like that. They they tend to be very kind of close knit, fr- friends with everybody, all the fans, everything, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And uh, it also helped the Croydon manager was a big FM player. And I uh, used to sort of sort him out with the code and stuff. So me and him were, were quite tight. Unfortunately, he's moved on now to Pastures New. Uh, but we were quite tight. And obviously, he respected, I think, my opinion as a, as a football man at the time. What was the kind of the... Did you take a percentage of this deal? Or well, unfortunately, Croydon aren't in a... Through, through sort of some mismanagement and an unfortunate relegation in 2019. They're not in a position to pay players at the moment. But it was my hope at the time that Josh's midfield dynamism would uh, would help them get promoted, and then in the ninth tier, you know, the money start might start flying a little bit, and uh, you know, I might be able to take that, you know, Mina Rowler supercut on the side. But unfortunately, <laughs> the season got binned because of COVID, and then the next season got binned because of COVID, and then the last season they sort of fell apart a bit and missed the playoffs. So I think the boat has sailed now on me. Uh, me getting my cut for, for some nice Balenciagas to wear around the SI office. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, um, when, when you said um, you were looking for a new challenge, why did he see the challenge to move to a team in the same league? Uh, because Lewisham were sort of, I think at the time they were about 12th, 13th, but that was probably <laughs> a slight overachievement, whereas Croydon... Basically, in Croydon, there's no team between Palace in the Prem and then Croydon Athletic who are in the, the ninth tier, and this was Croydon FC. So uh, I think it was sort of like he wanted to play for um, maybe a more well-known team in the borough, uh, one with a bit more mm. clout, because he used to be in the, the Fulham Academy. So, um, you know, he's, he's a good baller, as the kids would say, uh, but just sort of needed that, that path back up to a a higher level and I think maybe thought that playing for a club with a bit more name value might have, might have been useful um, so yeah Would you do more of these deals do you think or are you just, just going to try to tag, tag onto that player do you think Well I think so uh, I mean obviously Josh is my man so if he needs to help I'd obviously be there to sort of put a word out uh, 
but yeah I mean I'd, I'd absolutely do it if there was the functionality for me to be added a, as an agent in the game for my for my staff new gen to be an agent I'd be all for it because then I'd be getting the sort of game credit that I feel like I deserve as well but but are you are you Josh's uh, it was Josh right the player yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, you, are you his agent or are you Croydon's scout because I mean you know maybe there's there's more work for you to be to be doing there throughout the season well I mean this is the thing I'm not he doesn't have an, an official agent at the moment and Croydon have got a new management now so I'm not sure where in that structure I fit in but you would hope that I'm a man of, of many skills and I can hopefully <laughs> sort of wheedle my way in in the future <laughs> with a dangled carrot of FM codes uh, <laughs> 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 I love it, absolutely love it. What do you th- what do you think, Athlete? I so want this to be true. It's got to be true. I- I'm going with true. I hope it's true. I do hope it's true. But part of me just I don't know. Part of me thinks it might be a lie. But I'm happy if you think it's true. I want it to be true. So I'm happy to go for true. You're team captain, so you know I'll I'll go with your decision. Well, as captain, I like to take your opinion on board. So we'll go for a truth, Tony. <laughs> Oh, he's, he's a good captain. So over to Andrew then to reveal is it true or a lie. I can confirm that that is in fact true. I did Amazing. help get a move to Croydon FC. Yeah, well done, guys. Brilliant. Andrew's technically an agent in real life, and we hope that is now reflected in the in-game of FM23, well, if, this is if that thing. is going to be a thing. Well, this is the thing. At the time, I sort of walked into the office at the time. You know, these were in the, the pre-COVID PC times. And... Uh, <laughs> I strolled into the office. I'd retweeted the club's announcement. I sort of, you know, felt about holding cigar. Exactly. You know, I'm only five foot eight and a half, but I felt like I was five foot eleven. I felt like a, I felt like a big boy. I strolled in, was sort of, you know, giving it all that in the, in the comms chat, and uh, went over to a chap called Phil Rolf, who's the the man who's in charge of sort of putting, you know, staff new gens in the game and stuff. And I was like, Phil, next edition of FM, I want to be an agent not a midfielder and he was just like not happening agents are randomly generated and it was like someone had shoved a massive pin in my balloon and I was deflated back down to my five foot eight and then Covid happened and I felt my achievements were lost well grass and gear is all about making wishes come true so hopefully we can yeah. we, can, we, 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 can we, we will speak to Miles yeah. and Mike for you yeah <laughs> Uh, if we get a, a petition on go, uh, .gov.uk whether it is as well um, I think we can probably get 100,000 signatures on that as well yeah they might be a bit busy tonight there's things going on aren't they with parties and stuff maybe but, now, this yeah. is more important this is more national yeah. importance I think I tell you what if I became an agent in game we'd have a right good party that's what that would be my first order yeah. of business I'd, I'd be sitting on Dan's lap definitely <laughs> Um, yeah, so the the FM discussion here really is just about Andrew's opinion on <clears throat> whether or not Sports Interactive are becoming more visible in terms of real footballing events. Obviously, we know Andrew was involved in the BBC transfer deadline day, which was quite cool to see. Um, I just want to ask your opinion, Andrew, in your, in your opinion, what do you think SI are making a deliberate attempt to be more visible over those like real world calendar events from football? Um, um, I think so. It wasn't so. something I've ever seen before. Yeah, I mean, it was a new thing we've done. Uh, I think so, because I think as a company, we're aware that Football Manager is of significance and has a role within the real football industry. Uh, But I don't know that people always recognise that or we're always seen as being part of football in the way that 
we are you know clubs use our data it helps them with recruitment uh, there are people who've worked on the game as researchers who've then gone on to work for the clubs as analysts and scouts and that kind of thing uh, and a lot of managers and players play our game so I think there is a synergy and we're always keen to to exploit it but I think in some circles we're just seen as a game and not the sort of behemoth that I think we've become within the football industry so any avenues for us to sort of explore those real world connections whether it's working with you know recognized up-and-coming talent like Pedri and, and Ricardo Pepe like we have uh, with some video stuff this season or whether it's working with the BBC and, and getting a perspective from the studio on some maybe under-the-radar players or signings, then that's a great opportunity for us. And also, in the case of the BBC, it's spiced up their Transfer Deadline Day live blog, which can become quite dull and dry, especially if the window's a bit quiet, <laughs> which January looked like a Newcastle aside it was going to be. So I think I think there is a deliberate attempt there, but obviously you just have to... If the opportunities there, take it. But those opportunities don't always present themselves. Yeah. I will say, Andrew, I saw the other day that um, the Sports Interactive guys had a match against each other. Have you any plans to arrange a match against Coy then? Wow, there we go. Against the Sports Interactive. Yeah, so that was uh, with our partnerships with Wimbledon uh, and Watford, and we've got one with Everton's women part of our partnerships we get the opportunity to play on their pitch um so that, that each play on the pitch works slightly differently but yeah we played i think we played against each other at wimbledon and then there was a match between sort of an si11 against uh i think it's a wimbledon staff or part of their backroom team uh but you know what a friendly against croydon i'll uh, i'll see what the schedule's looking i can see if i can broker something you never know yeah. <laughs> take a cut as well on the you shows. might get a cut though yeah. Yeah. on the gate trying to flog programs <laughs> fm merch fm doormats anything I fm codes find. exactly yeah. <laughs> lovely stuff okay well you guys are doing really well at picking out the truth and lies um the next one is as a spin on the would i like you game it's kind of asking team lincoln to guess whether it's dan or athlete whether this what who's who's got this truth so it's one for me to read out guys that's okay if you're ready um, so this is Dan or Athlete. So Dan or Athlete once gave a lower league English team one billion pounds. Um, they signed the world's best players and then lost home and away to Notts County. So guys, you need to interrogate both of them um, to find out which one has this as a truth. So, okay, okay. Was this experiment? Well, sorry. Was this sort of donate, you know, benevolent donation of funds and world class players? Was this as part of a, an experiment for a blog or something like that, or was this part of a an actual save that you had ongoing? Who's that for? Me? Ooh. Yeah, I'll direct that well, one at you, Dan. Well, I would just say before Dan answers that, if if either one of them did that whilst they know me I would definitely be uh, giving them a lot of abuse for that kind of blog but anyway <laughs> over to you Dan <laughs> <laughs> um, no well it was when I, um, I was younger so this would have been back like seven, let's say 1997 98 season with um, Bristol City when they were back in the old um, second division um, and I, I bought like being younger back then what would I have been I've been about 15 um, I just when you're younger, you just want to mess around with the game and that. I just bought all the world class players like Del Piero, 
Beckham, Keane, Totti, all that over. Then I gave myself a billion pound as well to um, spend just to make sure I could keep up with the wages and all that. And um, I just wanted to get Bristol City up through the leads quick. And that was the best way I could think of doing it, by um, cheating back then, I suppose. <laughs> and um, then, yeah, that's how I did it. And I played all season, won the league, but only lost two games, and they were both to Notts County, who I think finished mid-table. That's rather frustrating. Uh, Andrew, obviously he's mentioned he's gone back there to, like, 1997 or whatever. Do you know, like, when the editor was first available to use? <sighs> no, I don't. Oh, that's a good I f- question. I feel like it would have been later than that. I uh, yeah because that would have been CM and I don't know if there was an editor in in CM. Okay. Yeah, there certainly was. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> athlete then, if it was you, what iteration of the game was it, and who were you managing? Yeah. So at the, the risk of really upsetting Tony, I um th- this was FM seventeen when when this happened. Um, and, and I didn't really do it as an experiment. I suppose I did it almost out of boredom. Um, you know, sort of, it was towards the end of, of the FM cycle. We were anticipating uh, FM 18, you know, and, and I'd sort of, my save had run its course, and I was sort of, oh, you know, let's mess around with, um, with, with something different. So I loaded up Grimsby Town, um, and, and basically, yeah, I, I went with the best players of the day. I mean, you know, Back then, you had sort of Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi, obviously, but um, you know uh, Anton Griezmann was was really in his prime. Um, I'm trying to think who else I would they have all come to Grimsby? Well, I mean, even the Bristol City examples, Totti at Bristol City, both of them sound absurd, really. Yeah. So this was the interesting thing: is uh, if you offer them, you know, and 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 maybe the games improved in this in this sense since then but if you'd offered them the the wages yeah you you could basically persuade anybody to to sign and uh you know obviously i'd I'd, i had a bottomless pit i mean a a billion pound even then was absurd absurd amount of money so yeah money was no object um and once you get a couple of them in you know you start to get growing reputation and everything else um but it, it didn't work did it i mean yeah ended up with a team of individuals who couldn't even beat Notts County hmm. I'm just amazed though this, if if this is Dan the fact that <laughs> he would do something like this but then also <laughs> actually lose because Dan's quite good at the game don't know if you guys realise I can't imagine him losing to the home and away from Notts County but I don't know they're the, you said Dan they're the only two defeats you had the only two defeats but you've got a thing Teddy this is 20 odd years ago, probably longer than I, I'm terrible at matches, you know. But this is a long time ago, and um, the game would have only been out two or three years. I wasn't as good as I am now back then, you know, and I was only a young, youngster in my in my prime. So I was good. <laughs> Andrew, who are you thinking this is then? Because I'm a bit stuck. Yeah, I don't know. What, what edition of the game, Athlete, did you say it was that you did this on? This was FM 17, so the, the one that would have come out. Uh, it was you know, late, like, late exactly late sixteen, okay. but but you know it was late in the FM cycle as I say. It's probably sort of, I guess I did it sort of August September time something like that. I don't know. I I feel like Tom. I feel like it's something that either uh, a YouTuber would do for a video, uh, yeah. Because I've seen 
uh, yourself and others do that kind of video before and there was quite, yep. quite a good laugh to watch uh, or you would do it if you were younger and you wanted to sort of play around with the game and sort of have the, the ultimate resources at your disposal yeah but see but by saying that Andrew you're you're missing the fact that I'm a very sensible young man and when I was younger and should have been playing around and, and messing around like this I, I didn't take the opportunity and so you know there was something missing for me you was writing a dissertation weren't you <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm leaning towards athlete on this one oh I'd... see I thought it was Dan, but... Oh, no, okay. Oh, are we going to have one someone... Team Lincoln's going to call rank. Have Mr. You... Lincoln himself. Have you... Has anyone got a coin near them to, to flip? <laughs> no, we've all gone COVID um, cashless, haven't we? Yeah. Okay, I've got, I've got, um, I've got uh, my camera lens cap. Um, uh, Don't break and... your setup, Tom. You're going to need your setup. Well, uh, for your... Tom, I'll just explain my reasoning. Is a uh, like my interrogation of the fact it could be a younger man, athlete sort of stepped in to provide a counter argument, and I was trying to work out whether that was a, it's actually me pick me or it was a decoy. Uh, oh, so yeah. I don't know whether that's that, that makes me want to sort of double down that it's that it's that it's Mr. Gear with the Bristol City. Okay, well. Mr. Sherlock, I, you, you've overthought me there, and I'm going to go with you on this one. I think I think we say it's Dan then. Okay, uh, Dan or Athlete, either one of you, who can reveal that it's true? It's true. It's me. Oh yes, oh, well <laughs> done, Andrew. Lincoln. Thank you. You saved us there. Oh, us nearly, the nearly had you right at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to keep scores here. That that does seem to be three two to Lincoln at the moment. That that was a good. <laughs> I thought I thought Tom was going to go athlete. Um, I'm so I'm so glad I'm so glad I'm such a great captain. I listen to my teammates. I, you know that's how good I am, right? It's all, yeah. That was all me. Yeah, you, you were going to put it to the the powers of chance. You weren't. I, I really was. I really was. I had he was going to flick his setup. I was working out what to say. Do I? Is it is it logo up? Logo up? What, what side is a bunch of flipping this on? And then you chimed in, and there we go. The rest is history, and we've got the point. Yeah. Uh, so the FM discussion here was just around confession FM. If there's anything you guys want to confess with the editor or whatever, now is your time. Obviously, not many people listen to this podcast anyway, so it's quite a good medium <laughs> to do it in. Um, I, well, yeah. I, I can confess that I, I think I've bought the editor once in my entire FM playing career of more than 20 years. Um, obviously, I don't actually know if the, the editor did exist. I, I did, did it exist, no, then, Dan? I don't actually know if it did. I would say it wouldn't exist. It, it came with it. It was um, ah. back then because back then you had, you had to um, install the updates by uh, I think we kind of had to download the updates separately from website and all that. I had to go in the editor, but it was like what well, it was the true story, and it was true. And um, by um, I only saw a Bristol City season ticket, and there was just something I was chatting about with one of my mates on the way home, and. Um, just like, oh, imagine if we had one of the best players. So that's why when I mean, just add it. It went, it went into the deficit now. I just went over and I was like, put him on the team, put him on the team, put him on the team. And I just gave myself, I, it might not have not been a billion attack of the because I remember there used to be a bug that if you gave it a certain amount of money, it would go over into minus. But um, I gave him a lot of money anyway, and just to make sure I could pay all the wages, because all the wages and stuff would carry over with it. 
And I managed to keep hold of them because it wasn't as indefinite as it is now, whereas like you've got morale and everything, you could keep players and that. But it was just a bit of fun, really. And like I said, I was in my pine. <laughs> I remember, I remember one CM. Uh, I think it was Rushton and Diamonds were loaded for one one edition, and um, you could you could afford to get to your Henry like legit legitimately uh, and, and pay his wages and stuff. So that was fun. Amazing. Um, I had. Uh, a saving FM twelve um, back in the day, and uh, I think I had I think I bought Suso from Liverpool, and he was really good for a season, then terrible, and I can never get rid of him. He was on some like massively inflated wages, so uh, I think I created a new manager at a different club to buy him off me because no one else wanted him. I wanted him gone, uh, so that's what I did once in FM twelve. Yeah, I, it's it's not one of my confessions, but I was watching um, Trek FM the other day, and he said that. Um, his mum, bought, when he was younger, bought him a, a PC. She said it was brand new. But when he loaded it up, it had the old championship manager on. And it, and it already had somebody's save on there. And he just carried on with that person's save. <laughs> and if mum tried to tell him, no, it's a new PC, it's a new PC. He's like, how can it be a new PC? It's got someone's champ- championship manager game on there. Mr. Bill Gates is a FM save. Yeah, Amazing. <laughs> That's a really weird succession save, isn't it? It's like anonymous succession save. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Okay, um, it's back to Team Lincoln now. It's Tom for his second truth or lie. Okay then. Uh, I chose the Lincoln Loco, my football manager YouTube series, overworking for Rockstar, the makers of Grand Theft Auto. I, I can, yes. Uh, I chose the Lincoln Loco, my football manager YouTube series, overworking for Rockstar, the makers of Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> it, 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 it sounds absurd, doesn't it? <laughs> um, where did you work for Rockstar? Uh, I, in Lincoln? Yeah, they're, 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 I didn't work for them, sorry. Uh, so they have an office in Lincoln. I'm not quite sure why, but they do. Um, and they were advertising jobs for um, QA testers at the time, actually. So I applied to be a, a QA tester there, just out of university. Um, and I did the, I went, went to the interview, and um, the interviewer recognised me from YouTube, which was a very bizarre start to it. Because at this point, I'd been doing it for a year or so, maybe. Like the Lincoln Loco was one of my first series. Um, that I was you wearing done. a Tom FM t-shirt or anything when you went? I wasn't. No, I was in. I was in, I was in a shirt and tie. I was. I was ready for a, for a job interview. Um, so I was all <laughs> sorted for that. Uh, and the guy was like, "Oh, I watch your stuff on YouTube um, and the Lincoln Loco and things like that," which was, which was um, really interesting. Anyway, did the interview, uh, and at the end they said, "Look, we really like you. We want to, you know, get you on the team as a, as a QA tester." However, uh, it's an industry thing where uh, we can't have people making. Um, YouTube content, particularly for other publishers' games. So if you take the job, you've got to stop doing YouTube. Uh, so I said, um, at the time, maybe being just over 2,000 subscribers or something like that, maybe not that, that many, to be fair, I don't think. Uh, I said, I, I, it took a long time to think about it. I said, no, I reckon I could make the YouTube thing a job instead. So I'm going to I'm gonna say no. And I turned down Rockstar. Wow, I wonder if you're the only person that's done that, turned down Rockstar for a Lincoln Loco. I guess you are. I mean, yeah, it's 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 quite a quite a unique set of circumstances, but I suppose <laughs> yeah, I guess so. 
Why would they be so against you being on YouTube? Joking. Uh, I think it's just more like uh, they don't want to take any chances with. Um, I can imagine in some circumstances someone's going to say something bad about the company or in general I mean it's uh, someone works out they work for Rockstar goes back to them I think it's that sort of protectionism maybe but also I can understand the part they're coming from where they're like oh we can't have you play another publisher's games because it wouldn't look good for us either I don't know I guess that's my thinking so like if you work for them you can only play GTA what else does Rockstar do I don't actually know uh, they do what's it called um, Red Dead Redemption don't they uh, oh, okay yeah they also do, they do. They do. They do GTA two, GTA three, GTA four. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny, athlete. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I I I'm not sure. I, I'm trying to think if if a, a games maker would be that sort of strict and stringent with you know with what you can and can't do in your own time. I would say using sports interactive as an example. Before Andrew, they had a guy called Curtis, I think, uh, who was social media, and he was a YouTuber. And I can't remember him putting any more videos up after he joined SI. Until he might have done after he left. But he, I think he, so, yeah, may, maybe it is a, a an industry. I, 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 I'm sure, like, he was... I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he was a famous YouTuber, but I think he did YouTube videos... And then he did the social media side. And I think I got a feeling that he didn't do videos for when he was here SI. And when we've had S- S- some SI people on here, and I know when they've been on other podcasts, they've had, some of them have had to get permission, mainly when it's around certain times, whether they could come on and stuff or when they could come on or what they could speak about. So it makes me think they might. So, like, so Tom walks in in a shirt and, shirt and tie, looks smart, fresh face out of uni, sits down. Would you break it to him saying you can't do Lincoln Loco? Obviously, I wouldn't want to do that to him. He, he loves Lincoln. And also, you've just pointed out, he, so he's in a, a shirt and tie or a suit and tie, which, I, I forgive me, Tom, I don't think you wore a suit and tie when you were doing the YouTube videos. Unless it, was a, unless it was a cup final, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. So, you know, it's, but, but, and, and this guy recognised you, even though, you know, you'd, you'd presumably brushed your hair and, and made yourself look presentable. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, yeah. What colour was the tie, Tom? It, oh, this would be one is... four years ago. Uh, <laughs> what, you so... don't remember? Well, I mean, it'll be, it'll be either... Red or purple? That's about any two ties I have, I think. So it'll be one of those two, really. It wasn't your sister's clothes. Oh, it wasn't my sister's Did you? <laughs> <laughs> and you said you'd turn the job down then, Tom? Yeah, turn it down. Mm. There and then, or did you go away and say, oh yeah, I'll have a think about it? And uh... Yeah, I went to where, I think the interview was like on a Thursday or Friday, and I said, I'll, I'll think about it over the weekend and get back to you next week. And then you just never went back to them. You just stuck it to them and made more YouTube. Videos. He went loco. Yeah, yeah, I went absolutely loco. And, uh, <laughs> never said anything to them. And yeah, no, I went back to them. Uh, I think I dropped an email and said, oh, sorry, can't do it. And they were like, oh, if you ever change your mind, then, then let us know, I think, sort of thing. But I, I never did. 
I, I got a feeling it, it could be a lie, but I just, I don't know. Well, I, I what do you reckon? So that? I, I was thinking lie, uh, and I don't know if that's partly because I feel like we've had a lot of truths in the game already, and, and is that <laughs> playing a factor? I don't know. So, yeah, but but you know, it could be true. I don't know. <laughs> I think I, I know Rockstar have got um, bases, obviously in the UK. I don't know if it's in Lincoln. I I could see them being funny about him carrying on his YouTube. Because I can't imagine there's many people out there that still stream when they're working for the companies. Uh, what do you want to do? I, I'm split either way, so I think you're cool. Um, oh, I don't like that pressure. Uh, <laughs> well, if we're saying lie, mm. are we saying that he didn't have a job interview at all? We're just saying he didn't turn it down because of YouTube. I was just saying the whole thing he says is a lie. I can imagine he had a job interview, but I wonder if he didn't. We saying he didn't turn it down because of YouTube. Yeah, yeah, maybe they wanted him to relocate to somewhere to I don't know Boston. Yeah, but to Boston, I think he said it was in Lincoln. <laughs> Boston, Lincolnshire. I meant yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I knew what you meant. It's all right. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say lie. I think it's a lie. Yeah, let's go for lie, Tony. Okay, well, it's not me to decide. Tom, can you reveal that's oh, true or Tom. a lie? Uh, I can confirm that that's actually the truth. Wow. Oh. <sighs> I'm sorry for turnover. Yeah, so um, it's true. Tom didn't give up Lincoln. Um, are we surprised by this? Uh, it's a question there. Um, it depends. You said it was QA testing, didn't you? Yes, it was, I think. Yeah, yeah QA testing. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, is it, and what's that entry level, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have been, yes. Yeah, yeah so I mean, it depends. You don't, you don't know what a YouTuber's made, Tony. They've True. always got these flash flash webcams and stuff yeah. like that. They're making millions. Oh, yeah, they're willing to toss coins with it, though, so it doesn't really. He <laughs> didn't have any coins. He only had notes. He can toss a note, yeah. <laughs> So my sideways step into FM here was just around the interview process in FM. And I know, Dan, particularly, you've you've gone through the interview process recently in your FM save. Uh, and you were, yeah. you were quite pleasantly surprised by it, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I can't remember where I posted it now. Um, I think I posted it on the forum and on Slack. But um, I've done a lot of one-club saves over the last few years. I think it's been, we might have even come up like nearly 10 years before I've done like a journeyman save. So I obviously haven't done an interview process. And I was quite surprised how it has developed since the last time that I can remember. Um, it felt, felt a lot more in-depth. I could go and handpick the staff I wanted to take and it would show me how much the conversation was for each staff member. Um, it, there was a lot more... I would say a lot more in-depth. There was more depth in the actual interview process about budgets, how much I wanted, what did I need more or less, um, if I wanted to change the targets and that. Whereas I just remember it being like about four questions, like... What do you think you're gonna do? Can you meet these targets? Can can you are you happy with this and that's that and that was it? Whereas it just felt like the um I think Adventure Club obviously brought through a lot of youth. It mentioned that did I want to add that as a current philosophy or some uh, current vision? Sorry, um, and it's just much quite good like that. I just impressed with I suppose it's one of those things if I haven't done it for nearly ten years, it just felt refreshing. Yeah, I, I find it because I did it recently as well in Brazil, and the club I'm at now in Brazil previously rejected me about two about a season and a half before that, 
And I, I think mm. I, I'm trying to think out why they rejected me now, but I think it's something to do with the fact that I felt I needed more budget to do what they wanted. And yeah. and they basically just decided not to opt for me. They, I still went through the whole process, but they opted for someone else. And I'm, it's, it seems now more like the, the answers you give in interview hold more weight to the decision of the AI, which is quite good. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. I mean, so most of the time I play journeyman saves and so do a lot of interviews throughout the, the game save. And yeah, that without question, what you say or even, you know, how you say it uh, definitely changes the, the result in the end. The most infuriating thing, actually, is when they don't even want to interview there's nothing more depressing than applying for a job and them saying, we've gone in another direction. Yeah. Thanks, anyway. Yeah. And you'd be like, I've got a Lincoln Loco series. Yeah, Come on. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> <Knocking> on the... <laughs> I gave up Rockstar for this. Come on. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the second time that job came around in Brazil, the next time I had an interview with them, I literally said everything that they probably wanted to hear. Like, I didn't need any budget. I'm happy with the staff. I'm happy with everything. <laughs> and then I got the job eventually. So I'm wondering if that, if that factors in. It's, it's more intelligent nowadays. I thought you were, with that topic, I thought you were going to put me on the spot and ask me about the SI interview process, and I was like, whoa. Oh, if you want to reveal that, you're welcome to. (laughs) Uh, Um. The only thing I can say is sort of tangentially related to Tom's comment about the suit and tie was uh, I went for my interviews at SI and uh, went fully suited and booted for both of them. Uh, Second one, I've got like the family tartan tie on. I've really sort of like pulled out all the bells and whistles. And then uh, as I left... Uh, got shown out by uh, Kieran, the head of comms, and he said to me, when you start work here, never dress like that again. <laughs> and it was literally like, no one here wears a suit and tie, barely anyone even wears like a, like a normal sort of dress shirt. Um, yeah. T-shirts are fine, trackies are fine, football shirts are like welcome, obviously. Um, but yeah, but the thing was, I then like didn't hear about the offer for like a week. So I'm sat home thinking, he definitely said when. He definitely said when. But then I was like, did he say when or is that my mind playing tricks on me? And then when the woman from Sega yeah. called and be like, we'd like to offer the job, I was like, he did say when, come on. Uh, yeah. And I have not worn a suit to the office since then. So I obviously learned my lesson. That, I, I think that needs yeah. to be a, a feature though, surely, that, that rejection because you dress too smart or you, or you, you turned up in your Tony Pulis... Uh, baseball oh, that's a good yeah you could choose what you wear to the interview yeah that could be a new yeah. feature if you're a track suit manager do you want to change into a suit for this yeah. interview <laughs> so um, Andrew in the discussion with um, Tom regarding Rockstar I, if I'm right you do like um, somebody to do with diets don't you yeah Did, were they were they strict about you doing that or can you carry on doing that? Yeah, I think it's sort of one of those things where it's sort of assessed on a case-by-case basis. So if you're... Mm. YouTube, I think, is slightly different, certainly if you were doing anything yeah. related to uh, games. Um, yeah. And I think also if you were doing YouTube and monetizing it, I think that would then cause an issue yeah. for them because it's sort of like a second job. And I know in the, the contracts at SI, it does say that you shouldn't be spending any of your working day devoted to any job other than one you're you're being paid for. So yeah. um, I guess something like that with YouTube where you'd be monetizing it and that kind of thing, they'd probably draw a firmer line. Whereas what I do is a hobby and they know it's a hobby and I'm not monetizing it or anything like that. So there's no mm. kind of criticism. Because we've... I think Kai was right when I was it Curtis? He, he, I don't know if you knew Curtis before your time, but he was on YouTube. 
before he was he would have been he was before Tom and Dom mm-hmm. um, in the social media, and I think he was a YouTuber. I think he did FIFA, and I think he has to stop. Yeah. So I mean, he left. He left. That might be like before I started, but I think it would have been the same thing. Certainly as well, if he was playing a rival title, then it's probably mm. one of those things where it's like that's probably not painting us in a good light, yeah. particularly if it can be traced back, you know, through whatever you Google search, LinkedIn or whatever, and then you see that he works for us and he's streaming that, then it would presumably raise some eyebrows. So, yeah, I think so it's you, probably a case, <laughs> case thing, I would have thought. You need a studio of Tom's. Tom's devoted to FM. He won't give up Lincoln Loco. Like, you just need a full studio of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, yeah. That's, that imagine, like if he, if, imagine if he was playing uh, career mode on FIFA and st- and when he's got a free copy of Football Manager for work in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been no comprendo, I think. <laughs> right, on to the last truth or lie. We're finishing up with Andrew himself. Um, Andrew, can you introduce your truth or lie? Yeah, I can. So, at university, I convinced one of my classmates that I was related to Miles Jacobson in order to make friends with him and other people. <laughs> uh, I hope this is a lie. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say it's definitely true, surely. I mean, we've all done that, right? Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I don't need to ask any questions. No, so when, so, when I started, I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't drink or anything like that. I was a teetotaler. I was quite nervous. I was quite awkward. And uh, I remember going out on one of the first nights I was there. Uh, I went to university in Scotland, so I sort of went out with a lot of the Scottish boys. Um, and I was, I was a bit awkward because they were all a little bit tiddly and I'm stood there on the orange juice or my fifth lemonade or whatever it was just like this is a bit grim got four years of this uh, and uh, yeah I remember getting introduced to this lad called Jamie who, who was from Kent so not a million miles away from me and we just got chatting about football and that kind of thing and he was telling me that he'd got a soft spot for Dover Athletic and I was like oh you know you're from Dover or whatever and he was like no mate no I managed to mean football manager once and for some reason, I was like, oh, this is my in. And I, I said something like, oh, you know, Miles is my uncle. Uh, and he was like, what, you mean Miles Jacobson? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was one of those things that was like, oh, why have you said it? It was a dumb thing to say. But then it was like, oh, well, he's drunk, so he won't remember that I've said it. So it's fine. It doesn't <laughs> matter. I remember that I said it, but he definitely won't, so it's fine. And we probably don't even do the same subject anyway. Uh, and then... I think, you know, we had Freshers Week and then the week after that we started and we were both doing a history degree and uh, <laughs> came up to him and was like, you're the lads related to Miles. And it was like, yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sort of tried to be really vague about it and, and move swiftly on. But, uh, yeah, we're still friends now. And, uh, yeah, sort of. Did he, know, did he know you're not related to Miles now? Uh, well, yeah, I think he's gathered that by now. But, you know, I think in my head it went for like... <laughs> So you, you've never told him then? <laughs> never said it, just never brought it up again. I think it was, you know, if you if if you say uncle, you can get away with the fact you don't have the same surname. Whereas if you say like dad, you'd assume you'd have the same surname. And also, <clears throat> kids are far easier to Google than nieces and nephews. Uh, so Put some so, thought into this. Yeah, you could get away with it, but well, uh, it doesn't matter. Does the ages check out? Well, how old is Miles? Do, can we age reveal Miles on the podcast? Or uh, I don't actually know how old Miles is, but he would definitely be old enough to be uh, uncle or father. Yeah. Would you, um, if you ever 
and this slimy little thought to yourself when you're walking around the office and just call him Unk as you're walking past a little like <laughs> private joke to yourself. Uh, no. Oh, yeah, Uncle. No, I don't think I could because I think I'd just start to laugh and then uh, he definitely wouldn't see the funny side of it and that might be me out of my ear. So, Dan, that's quite psycho <laughs> behaviour, Dan, to be honest. That's, you're, you're, you're trying to like legitimise the lie there or the truth or whatever, but, you know. So, so Did you, um... Miles doesn't know, right? No, he, do- he doesn't know. He just thinks I'm the, the PR boy who bothers him about interviews. He will... He... He will know tomorrow about midday. He's <laughs> <laughs> one of his listeners, is he? <laughs> yeah, of course he is. Of course he is. <laughs> It'll just be an email saying, Andrew, see me. <laughs> yeah. This is where we get... This is where he gets all his good ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, like not wearing a tracksuit to an interview or something? Or ability to change dress code for interview? Um, FN23 feature confirmed. No, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, so... Um, how long have you been playing football manager, Andrew? <clears throat> uh, a long time. I think I started in, I think it was FM09, and I had it handheld on the PSP, uh, and then sort of moved on to the, the PC one after that. I sort of, in theory, like the touchscreen or like the handheld one should be the pathway into the, the full game. That's in theory the way we would like the product to work, that you start on the sort of more accessible one and then move on to the more detailed one. Uh, and I yeah. ended up taking that path, but relatively few people do. I think a lot more people play the full fat one and then get to the point because they're married, they've got kids or whatever, and then they need to play a more streamlined one. So uh, touch, whether that you know the one that used to be on the iPad or, or the PC touch, that sort of became more accessible. Well, I know that. Um, I know some people have started playing the Switch first and then coming over. Mm, okay, so I'm not I'm not alone. But yeah, but I think it was FMO nine that I started but then I had a break while I was yeah. at university because I was like I used to run the student newspaper which obviously took up a lot of my time and then I was like oh I need to concentrate on my degree uh, so it was like FM needs to be cut in the bin so I didn't get a, an FM day when I handed my dissertation in like Athlete did unfortunately honestly you have missed out mate yeah. it turns out you didn't, um, what, um, you didn't do any of that work for your for your degree until the last three weeks you'd have been fine well, exactly. I spent an entire <laughs> semester and a half on it, and I still only got a blasted two one. So there you go. Oh, you beat you beat <laughs> me. I got, I... <laughs> Did um, when were you at um university? I was at university from 2015 to 2019. So I I passed my six month probation at SI two weeks before lockdown number one. Uh, so I've spent See, I am. like a fifth of my time at SI in the studio and the rest of it at home in the People's Republic of Croydon. How often did you see your uncle during lockdown? <clears throat> <laughs> well, it depends how often we have a studio-wide uh, update because uh, obviously Miles is quite COVID-cautious, so he was trying to keep himself mm. to himself, so he had to restrict yourself to, to Teams calls or the occasional foot talk where we get members of the football industry, that kind of thing. Right, Okay. Uh, just go back to Confession FM for me. Obviously, one, 12 years ago on my I think personal account when I had one, personal Twitter, I actually thanked Miles for launching FM Touch because I thought it was a brilliant <laughs> idea. So just thought I wanted to get it out there as, as my confession. I will say, um, I, I, I definitely think this is a lie, but um, I don't know how well Miles is known outside of the what I would call the core FM circle of p- players. Like... I know he's been in some YouTube videos and stuff, but that would have been more recent. Well, um, I know he was in. He used to be big though, like bef- 
I remember when I used to play FM before I knew anything about content creation was a thing and before I was a blogger like pre-blogging I had a life I went outside <laughs> um, I Miles was like the face for me of FM because like, he would be on those YouTube videos <laughs> launching the game going through everything yeah, and they mm-hmm. were brilliant I loved them um, see it's weird because obviously I can remember him from the old old forums so we're talking probably t- t- 20 years ago now yeah. so that, I mean that, that's a bit and then so that but I obviously didn't see his face until I guess probably on the Football Manager documentary maybe a bit before that but um, on the old old forums I can remember him on there and like Mark Duffy and that they were involved in that back then but um, yeah I don't know how popular like how well known he is outside of our circle, you know what I mean. Yeah. But, um, I think I think this is definitely a lie, anyway. One thing, I, one thing I would say they do look, they do look alike, though, don't they? Do we? I think so. I don't know. I don't know. Is there, I, I'm not sure. There's a passing resemblance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I how, I, how, I, I was thinking I was thinking lie as well. Then, to be honest, seems a bit too far fetched. I hope it's true, <laughs> but I, I'm going to lie. Okay, Andrew, over to you. Yeah, that is a lie. However, I will say that uh, me and uh, Mr. Jamie Newgreen uh, did actually bond that day over Football Manager saves, uh, yeah. and we are still friends, and uh, we were at a party together a while ago, and he was quite drunk and uh, FaceTimed his mate who was in the shower to tell him that he was with a lad who worked for a football manager and would his mate look like a free code. Uh, he offered this free code without asking me first uh, and this poor lad looked absolutely <laughs> baffled as to what was going on because we were stood in like we were stood on like Clapham Common and Jamie's had about 12 brew dogs and he's just like, Andrew here, he works for FM. He's a smashing lad. And I was like, I agree. Thank you very much. Uh, please send me an email to andrew.sinclair at sigames.com uh, and that was about it really but yes there, there was a, a nugget in there but I definitely did not claim to be related to Miles and I wouldn't, I don't think it's right to claim you're related to someone you aren't for, for good or bad reasons yeah, no, definitely um, so my, my effort discussion there was just a, a light hearted is, uh, is Miles like the father of the studio because Miles has been there for so long now um, he's, I don't know how long decades oh, yeah no so Miles has been there a long time because Miles originally joined in the 90s as a QA tester uh, because he did he, yeah he um, um, with the Collier brothers wasn't absolutely, it absolutely yeah Miles he, um, been he, from the beginning more or less the beginning anyway yeah because um, he did an interview a feature sort of a personality feature thing with the Daily Telegraph a couple of months ago which uh, I sat in on um and he was basically he sort of revealed or he was talking to the, the chap Rohan about how long he'd been there and stuff and it was definitely longer than I thought he'd been there uh, yeah because I I got a feeling I, I might sound a bit creepy stalker here but I got a feeling he was actually on board but I want to say before the game was even approved because he was doing something with music and he was in contact with the Collier Brothers through that before the game had got um, approved by what was it um, back then it was a company that I- Signed them up originally. Was it Idos? Yeah, it's before Idos. Yeah, was there. Idos, yeah. There was another time, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't there another company before Idos or not? Like, whichever company it was, I think he was already on board by that point. Because he said something about he still got the um, letter where they uh, accepted to take him on board after all the ones been rejected. Yeah. So I, um, I got a feeling he's been there since it was actually the first <clears> game was made. 
Yeah. And that's QA testing. Sorry, sorry to pick on Tom all the time, but obviously Tom could have gone into GTA with a QA and, you know, 20 years time, you could be the head up head of a Grand Theft Auto. You never know. Yeah, I mean, hearing hearing Miles' story now, I'm kicking myself, you know. <laughs> here, here I am making my job, making videos, and I, I could be making Grand Theft Auto 6. I can't believe it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you'd make a lot of people happy because I think they're, they're waiting years for that, aren't they? It's been about ten uh, years since GTA Five came out. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a yeah. while. <laughs> um, but I think just to cycle back to your original question, Tony, I think uh, I'm not I'm not sure he'd be a father figure in the studio, but I certainly think there's a an element of reverence for him because he's obviously at the top of that tree internally, mm-hmm. and when you join, it's sort of like everything funnels into him and i think when i joined i didn't realize just how much he did and how much he sort of oversaw you know you sort of imagine mm-hmm. that everything's sort of siloed off into various teams and every team works sort of independently but more or less everything will go through him at some point you know he looks at the news stories i write for the website when we've got a sale and he'll also look at all the feature requests that come in as well so uh, he does. He's sort of the all-seeing eye at the top of the, the top of the tree. So I think like that eye of Sauron. <laughs> can you, can you just forward all my um, feature requests onto him, please, Andrew? <laughs> yeah, I'll just put they've been logged by a staff member, and they might get pumped up the chain. Uh No, I'm joking. Uh, but yeah, I think when you join and realise that, I think there's an element of, I guess, respect for the amount of work he does, uh, but yeah. also sort of the, the yeah the reverence that he's been there an awfully long time and i don't think we would have made the progression we have without him being sort of so single-minded and determined at the top of the tree um to try and make sure the game's as good as it can be and as realistic as it as it can be so yeah he's a he's certainly a big figure within the studio that's for sure yeah well, he definitely played a hand in them keeping all of us entertained over the years yeah well here we are making a podcast about fm so definitely <laughs> Um, okay, well, you'll be pleased to know that it's actually Team Lincoln that get the 4 free win tonight, and they earn the Friday follow on, on Friday from the Grass and Gear account. So, well done, guys. Yes, that's what well, we're here guys. for. That's what we're yeah. here for. Yeah, and he didn't take Just time think... to do a WhatsApp video or anything. So, well <laughs> um, so yeah, great stuff. Um, just moving on to any other business, really, just the promotion of any community content or where can people find you. Um, Dan, is there anything you want to shout out or, or your own... I'll tell you your own blog, but your own forum thread. Yeah, I'm just um, posting my Estonian stable on the forum. Um, if you want to read it, it's pinned on my Twitter account. Good stuff. Uh, on to Athlete. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter on or on FM Slack, uh, FM underscore Athlete, and uh, the blog is on Coffeehouse FM, as Tony mentioned. Um, yeah, we should plug that, shouldn't we? Because we're both we, on there. We so. absolutely should, yeah. And actually, I'm I'm one game from the end of the latest season, so there'll be a new blog coming out probably next week. Only we yeah. only release on Fridays, so yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Tom, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, just Tom FM. It's it's a pretty easy one to remember. Lovely stuff. And have you got a, have you got like a current like Let's Play series on the go? 
Yeah, currently playing uh, with a team called Universidad. Uh, oh, I can't remember they're called now. USMP. It's a long, long name. Uh, they're shortened to USMP, but it's in Peru, which is quite interesting. It's something a bit different. Ooh, um, lovely. So I had a team. I've had a team with them before. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 a lot of fun. Uh, I'm enjoying it. It's completely different to like European style of football manager. Um, so I'm enjoying it. Are they? Are they still in debt, Tom? When I did them years ago, they were like losing debt in the second division. Uh, no, they're not, uh, which is quite handy. Um, although I think in real life recently they kind of have been in a bit of free fall, but uh, they don't appear to be in debt in game at least. Good luck with it, man. Yeah. And Andrew Sinclair, where can we find you if people want to find you? Or, <laughs> yeah, or the BBC yeah. transfer deadline day? Yeah, if only every day could be deadline day. Uh, no, you can find me on Twitter, am Sinclair97. Um, and if you would like to write for the byline, it's the football manager sort of community hub, uh, give me a shout. You can send me an email. I did drop my work email earlier in the show, so that's a little nugget if people want to find that. Uh, but yeah, if you want to write for that, get in touch with me and yeah, look forward to publishing as many people's work on there as possible yeah and i suppose one thing i should say about the byline obviously you don't actually have to be a content creator per se you could literally just find an insightful angle of how you play fm and i think that's probably what you're after andrew isn't it a, a different approach and sharing that out as a blog yeah um, absolutely you don't have to be someone with a dedicated blog or you know a youtuber who wants to sort of put a few words together or whatever you can if you have an idea and you enjoy playing the game then yeah, we'll be keen to, to publish your uh, pieces. And you never know, our pieces also, the, the English language ones, they all go out in uh, Korean and Mandarin as well to our communities out there. And I must say, a piece you and I worked on last year, Tony, we were seen as tactics gurus within the uh, Korean and Chinese FM communities. We, we went K-pop, didn't we? Yeah. We did. Um. And uh, we, had a, we had a comms meeting in which our Korean ambassador said that we were being lauded within the Korean communities as tactics wizards. Uh, wow, do you know what? If you, if, <laughs> if you can get a, like a, a, a trip there, pay funded trip, I would be happy to go with you, Andrew. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, they're That's doing incredible. all sorts of I'm stuff. Ju- I'm just glad... I'm just glad that tactic I did for you worked in. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Yeah. I can say hello in South Korea, that's all I can do, but I'm willing to learn a few basics. Um, well yeah there we go but all good good stuff well obviously it's just for us now to say thank you for if anybody got this far into the podcast thank you for listening I hope you enjoyed the game and thank you to, to you guys coming on with us um, it's been really fun to Thanks, play. thank you for bringing the game to life with me um, good stuff been a all pleasure. right see you later guys thanks all see, see you again. Again. thanks cheers <laughs>